Welcome to Spotlight Conversations with voice talent and DJ Donna Reed. Donna talks music and media from her sunny linoleum-free studio. Come on in. All right. Welcome again to another episode. This one I'm just really looking forward to because she is so fun. She's a radio personality, but she's her personality is even bigger than radio, if I could say that. It's Jenny Law. She works at K95.5 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tulsa's new country leader. And uh, welcome, Jenny. Good to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Tell me about um, what's going on in Oklahoma. Well, it's too cold for my tropical blood. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, being born and raised in Houston, if it's 65 and below, that's, well, shoot, even 65 is pushing it. But I'm layered up. I'm good. Um, Everything is good here. Of course, we're all being cautious and stuff and doing what we're supposed to be doing. And they have us staggered here at the station, so I don't see anybody. And, you know, as social butterflies, that's hard. It is. But um, we're making it. We're taking it one day at a time, and we're going to get through it. All right. We're going to talk about a couple of things. First, we're going to talk a bit about radio. Um, You say you're from Houston. You worked in the Houston market, too. What other stations did you work in besides Houston in Texas? Uh, I worked for um, a station cluster in College Station. Um, It was an iHeart cluster. Um, It was Mix 1047 and then also the Rhythmic CHR station there. I completely left the country format for five years. Um, And I was there for five years and before I came to Tulsa in 2015. Now, I was reading um, the radio station's bio about you, and it says, if you go under, you know, look at Jenny Law, it says, stuff about me. I am from Houston. I once sold everything I owned and moved to Los Angeles for the heck of it. For the Dodgers, (laughs) Jenny, for just the heck of it. (laughs) Why'd you do that? That's brave. I just had this dream. I always wanted to go to the West Coast and just, it was more of a fantasy, you know, like, let's see what happens. Let's just do this while I'm unattached. I didn't, you know, have a husband. I didn't have any kids. And um, after Q let me go in 2009, I was like, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm not going to wait. So sold everything I owned, rented my house out, packed my Volkswagen Beetle and headed to the West Coast. And I was there for about eight months before I had to be an adult again and come home <laughs> and come back to Texas. And, but it was a great experience because, uh, you know, it was, I didn't have a radio gig when I was in LA, but I did odd jobs. Like I, I did movie junkets. I did the dark Knight rises for Batman. I, I was, uh, you know, working with an Australian company there that would let me go out and do red carpets. You know, I didn't, I didn't get paid anything, but it was the experience in the networking. Um, it was just a great experience and it, it really, you know, sometimes they say you have to leave home to fully appreciate coming home. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it was for me because I, LA is tough. LA is a tough, a tough <laughs> town to, to survive in. Um, you know, six part-time jobs don't make a full-time job there, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't trade it for the world because I got back to being Jenny. I got back to free spirit, you know, just, it was a great break three jobs juggling, trying to make it there. What made you go, you know what, I need to get back to radio? Radio never leaves you. Once it's in you, it never leaves you. You can talk a big game and be like, oh, I'm going to get a real job. No, you're not. You're just not. (laughs) You know, because it never leaves. They all come back. Uh, Radio for me, since I was 13 years old, was all I ever wanted to do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, music has been such a big part of my life. Growing up, you know, my dad listened to George Strait, Merle Haggard, you know, the Eagles, Chicago. I had that influence. My mom listened to Aerosmith and, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> Journey, and I had that influence. And then, of course, you know, when I was in elementary school, for me, it was Paula Abdul and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then New Kids on the Block. I mean, music has always been a huge part of my life and I can't sing worth anything. So I was like, well, the next best thing is to talk about people who can. And, you know, uh, that, that's, that was the idea going in. But the reason I love radio so much is because of community. Yeah. Everywhere I've been, people embrace you as one of their own, whether you're from there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and doing stuff for the community is just so rewarding, whether it be for the local kids fighting cancer, um, you know, on a, on a local level in Houston or our St. Jude affiliate here mm-hmm. or the Snowdrop Foundation, because my old morning show co-host, Kevin Klein at KKPQ in Houston, yes. you know, he has Snowdrop. And that's still a big part, you know, of I, I try to help out whenever I can promoting that foundation for him. But radio is just all, you know, we're all one family, and it's just a great thing to be a part of, I mean, on the local level. Well, that's why you're here today. And I I know you came back and, you know, you got your radio gig and you started a family. Now you have two daughters. What if Mm -hmm. one of those (laughs) daughters, she goes, "Mm." what if one of those daughters (laughs) says, I'm going to L.A., Mom, see ya? That would be my youngest. She's oh, you're skateboarding off of the rooftops. She's uh, <laughs> my my oldest is a little more like her dad. She's going to be an engineer and and you know probably maybe even a surgeon of some sort. She's very cautious, let's say, of what she does. But Everly, my youngest, she's me. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'm prepared for that, Donna. <laughs> Would you let her go to L.A.? I mean, your family, uh, apparently, they probably backed you and said, hey, you know, you got to get it out of your system. Might as well do it now before there's... You know, I understand now how my father felt when I called him and been like, hey, I fell off a skateboard at 25 miles an hour. Hey, I'm jumping out of plane. I'll, I'll call you, you know, when I land. I now know how he felt. Like, uh, okay, I'm going to let you do it. But, you know, you have those nerves. And I think that... If that's what she wanted to do, who am I to tell her she can't? Because I did it. You know, as a mom, you're always going to be worried. You're always, you just, you know, pray for the best and and hope that you taught her how to survive. Right. Now let's talk about country music. Um, What's what's going on in country music? Uh, There's no concerts. So Mm -mm. what's what's the buzz? I guess they're just writing, writing, writing. And when it's all over, we're going to have big concerts with a bunch of music. Oh, yeah, we're going to have. We're going to have a lot of new music. And, and some of the stuff I've heard, like the new Chris Stapleton album is amazing. Mm, um, yeah. He's awesome. Of course, Luke Combs, he can sing the phone book and it'd be a number one. He, he can't do any. People are like, what's a phone book? Um, <laughs> you know, I was going to ask that, but I said, no, Jenny's yeah, on what's, it. Yeah, so. what's a phone book? Um, he, could, he, let's, he could sing a restaurant menu and, and people would, would buy it. But, um, I mean, we've just got tons of new music. And, and so far, it's just... John Party's putting out music, collaborating with other artists. And mm-hmm. I, I've noticed there's a lot of collaborations going on because, you know, they're at home. So they're just having these writing sessions like Kane Brown and Chris Young mm-hmm. just teamed up on a song called Famous Friends. 
and oh, it's yeah. you know it's the coolest thing and then you know you just have these different jameson rogers uh teamed up with luke combs and he's got a song coming out and you know it's just got that texas music kind of a feel that traditional feel and I mean, we're getting a lot of stuff. I'm ready to get back on the uh, out there. I know yeah, we were we were talking off mic. You know, in radio, you you become a little jaded. Like, oh my gosh, I have to go hang out with Blake Shelton again. Like, oh, it's a Tuesday night. I don't want to go to a concert. You love him. But, Come on, Jenny. You never said. <laughs> I do that. love him. I, I do love him. But you know, I, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, we we get yeah. to the point where we're just like, it's work to us. And people on the outside are like, oh, man, you just, this life is tough. <laughs> yeah, and then that's right? when you step back and you go, okay, wait a minute. You know, I'm I'm being uncool here. But my point is I'm ready to go to shows five days a week now. I, I miss it. I miss the live music. I miss the hang. You know, and that's yeah. another thing about country artists that I noticed being in another format. Country artists, it's just one big family. You know, you are family to country artists. They'll be like, hey, you want to come on the bus and hang out and have a shot, you know, drink a beer? That's cool. And that's what I personally love about country music. You're one big, one big family, and it's, it's just great. And we miss hanging out and look forward to when we can all hang out again. Now, the kids can go on, on the tour bus, too. I'm sure if you bring in your daughters <laughs> with you. Harper is my three-year-old. She has no concept of, of what her life is and I don't mean that in a snooty way by any means uh but sometimes like my husband had had to work so I didn't have another choice but to take her to a show with me and I felt like I was that mom but she would go to a show with me so we were in Rogers Arkansas took her with me to a Thomas Rhett show now early on when she was a baby she would kick she loved Thomas Rhett so I thought oh this is gonna be great so Thomas is the coolest guy ever he has three girls of his own um, he goes up to Harper and he goes, oh, you're so cute. Can I hold you? And she looks at him. She goes, no. <laughs> and I'm like, it wasn't just no. It was just like, it was like, want to get away? Like, I just don't even know what to do in this situation. He laughed, you know, and he's, he, I was like, she just wants to play cornhole. That's all she wants. What do. was your best experience on a tour bus with your kids? Probably the best experience, let's see, uh, Ashley McBride mm. is amazing. So both of my girls met Ashley when they were babies. But Everly, my one-year-old, she was barely three or four months old. And, you know, my husband had to work, so I took her with me. Ashley just took her, held her, started singing to Everly, and that was the mm. first time she had ever cooed. And we all ha we have it on video, you know, and, and her mom, Ashley's mom was with her. And that was just like the coolest thing. I'm like, you know, you're holding my baby and, and she's cooing at you because your voice is so beautiful and you're so awesome. And, you know, that was a cool experience. And then Harper met Lanco and pretty much had all those guys wrapped around her finger before we left. They were all, you know, having a sing along. <laughs> oh, these girls are going to have such great stories. Uh, talking also about radio, the promotion you have going on in December, it's, it's, how did it start? And it's still going on, right? Through Christmas, right up till Christmas. Uh, we do it, we do it actually for, well, until we get 955 bikes, which, um, you know, um, Natalie, our morning show co-host, it was her idea. We've been doing that. This is our sixth year. She climbs a scaffold, lives up there. And if you've ever been to Oklahoma, it, it's windy constantly. Mm -hmm. Like the mm -hmm. wind just cuts through you this time of year. 
she lives in a tent 24 hours a day until we get 955 bikes. And those bikes are distributed to kids in our area that wouldn't have a Christmas or their first bicycle. Um, you know, you have that, you know how you feel when you were a kid and you had that bike oh, under yeah. the tree. Yeah. It was just an amazing, like I still remember my first bike was a pink Huffy with checkerboard pads, right like on. a BMX type, yeah. you know, and we just, we want to put smiles on kids' faces that, you know, especially this year, because a lot of kids aren't going to be able to have a, you know, have anything mm. under the tree. You know, there's still a link on our website, k95tulsa.com to donate bikes and they will be distributed to kids in our area and fantastic thing. See things radio can do that are good, especially now. We talked about radio. She's a family girl too. I got one other question to ask you about family, but you're okay. also a baseball fan. And <laughs> well, wait now I see here on your bio, you worked for the Astros, but wait, not for the guys in LA. What? Oh, uh, Okay. Okay, we're going there. All right, so all all the people in Houston, let me just clarify, and you'll be like, oh, that, no, no. Okay, so when the Astros switched leagues, I'm not cheating anymore. <laughs> the Astros are my AL team. The Dodgers are my NL team. Now, some people say you can't have more than one team. I would like to see where that rule is written because I love – anyone who knows me knows I love Craig Biggio. He's a great guy. You know, I love him yep. to death and, and that whole era, killer bees. But I mm-hmm. love the history of the Dodgers, too, with Lasorda and Sandy Koufax and, you know, this new team. But the main thing with the Dodgers is in, in Tulsa, we have the AA affiliate. Mm-hmm. So I go to the games. It's the Tulsa Drillers. I have seen the play. Most of the roster on the Dodgers this year have played in Tulsa. So I feel like my boys have gone to the show. You know, because I've seen Cody Bellinger. I've seen Kershaw when he did his rehab stint here. I've seen, you know, Bueller, Walker Bueller. I've seen so many kids just rise up and go to the show that it's a cool feeling to be like, okay, now they're World Series champs. Like, we watched them when they were in double A. Yeah, yeah. So, base, baseball's life. Um, mm-hmm. I want to get back to family. I, I saw that. Do you call your grandmother every day after your shift at the radio station? I do. Tell me more about that. That's really cool. You're going to make me cry, Donna. Don't make me cry. Um, my grandma just turned 95 years old. I call her Memo. Uh, she's my dad's mother, my only living grandparent left. She's not very tech savvy as a, a 95-year-old. I keep telling her I'm going to get her a, a device, you know, where we can, like an Alexa or something, where we can FaceTime. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to set that up. I'm like, well, I'll get in there and set it up for you so we can do that so she can see the kids. But I call her every day on my way home from work, and it's just the best conversation. You know, sometimes all you need is your grandma. That's true. And I'm I'm just thankful that I still have her here because, you know, sometimes I've just had a day and I just need to talk to my grandma. Yeah, she's she's feisty, let me tell you. She's, she's still feisty. All right, Jenny, mm-hmm. where can they hear you? We have a free app in your app store. Uh, Just search K95 Tulsa, or you can listen at K95Tulsa.com. Stream us online. Uh, If you ever roll through Tulsa, it's 95.5. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. You've been listening to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify Podcasts or your favorite platform. Thanks for tuning in.